No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what up? What up? Episode 30. We made it to 30, bro. How's it, how's it going? How's it, how are you feeling, bro? 30 episodes deep. Uh, how are you doing? 30 episodes. If you're whatever app or platform you're watching or listening to this on, click subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And uh, check out our soon coming merch. Yeah, for buy the merch, merch when that draw. <laughs> I should actually make some merch. Uh, I'll do that this week. I'll find a way to do it. Yeah, what's his face? Doesn't uh, what's his uh, the guy that used to do open mics? Uh, Nolan on Instagram doesn't his family Sean make? Nolan. Yeah, doesn't like isn't that what his whole family does? Like they own a company that does all that. We might have to put a bunch of money up front for that. If I I think if I just go to Redbubble and throw our logo up on there, people could just buy a shirt or a hoodie or whatever they want. Oh, really? Is that like a just, oh, so we can just do, they just make shirts and if someone buys it, then they like sell it and ship it and we just get like a percentage or whatever? We get like a nickel maybe. So. Right. Well, that's the difference, I guess, between making your own and selling it. Yeah. But we'll do I that guess- for now. Get the first run of the Lonely Mans now. We'll make some money and then we'll make some legit merch. Make some that's legit right. merch. Get some water bottles or something. Yeah. Hikers. The app that I use to upload this podcast says our estimated audience size is seven people. So shout out to all seven of you. Shout out. We respect. We need y'all, man. We're just we're, listen. We're at seven today, but tomorrow we might be at eight. Might and be at that's eight. That's called progress, you know. And that's before we We have twenty-one YouTube subscribers, which is insane. But uh, yeah, twenty-one YouTube subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm glad you're there. Honestly, yeah. I'm hyped because I thought we had zero subscribers. So this is big, you know. What we should do is. I think I'm gonna look my link my personal page to our YouTube page. That's a good idea, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna go with that. I don't know if it's a yeah, fuck it. Why not? You know, with like your comedy videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple up on there. Um, none of them are very recent. At least none of them are within like a year. They're like some from like the the Summit Lounge shows are up there. And yeah, yeah. So they're they're definitely. Not very representations of where we're at comedically, but trying to get you a tape last night, but uh, I wouldn't use that tape. No, that tape is only going to be used for burning. That was not the <laughs> tape. <laughs> you uh, tripped going off the stage. If you had fallen, I would not have sent you the video, I would immediately have edited you falling down <laughs> and then rewound it with a beat, boom, yeah, boom, like a beat drop. <laughs> <laughs> just like one of those meme videos oh my gosh every group chat would have immediately received that video oh man good thing i, just, I always slip but i never trip man i'm just i'm always this close i'm slipping but never tripping yeah yesterday was a rough day man i have never drove so many mom miles to, to eat so many dicks on a stage <laughs> multiple times you know? Yeah, there's there's no escort out there that has traveled that much to eat that much penis. No, like if you were an escort and you went that many miles to just to eat that many dicks, like and for the profit we made, it was not. Yeah, it was not worth it. That's bad business. It was, <laughs> it was not. You know what? I did listen back to the tape, and there's some chuckles, but there's no laughter. Which tape? From last night, the, the, the scene one. Oh, okay. Because we did do a show in Greenfield and performed to people in their cars. Yeah, that was... With their children. While standing in a wagon. We were standing in a wagon. Uh, people were sitting in minivans and trucks and a sweet CB7 Honda Accord that I tried to buy, but they were not buying. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were not having it. No. I will say um, that was a it's pretty rough doing the wagon thing. Um, this is like the time when I wish I had I this is like the time when I wish I had substances. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's like you got to like smoke the wagon and the bomb away. Like right after the set, the feature whose name I will not say to protect his identity. I will say right after the set, he was like, man. He's like, I, he came up to me. He's like, my breath smells like marijuana and bomb right now. <laughs> and that's what happens when you bomb. You know, you just got to smoke the bomb away. And that's exactly oh, at the, what he at did. the comedy scene. Yeah. Yeah. Right after he walked yeah. on stage, he proceeded to get a little stoned to, to get the stench off of bombing off of him. I so. did smell weed in the club, too. I was like, someone smoked some weed. And it like, didn't even occur to me that it was the guy that was doing a bunch of weed jokes on stage talking about how much <laughs> weed they <I> smoked. <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know how you did not see that one coming. <laughs> Shocker. I realized that this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, he definitely was the weed guy. Yeah, he sure. walked off stage and he was like, man, I need to just go straight outside to smoke weed. No, he went to the back to get his weed bag and then uh. he didn't even go outside. He went out the side door and held it open while he blazed a little <laughs> bit of tree. And I was like, yes. If this was any, if this was any other time period in this year, I would have been right next to him. Yeah, this has been Montober. Um, yeah, you would have closed the show with your eyes closed on stage. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Would, <laughs> thank you. The worst part is I almost fell off the stage and I wasn't even high. Why am I not smoking? That's the part that makes me mad. Like completely I'm completely sober. Completely sober. Low, level-headed, clear-eyed. Yeah, I hate when I just. It's like, then what's the point of not doing the substances that's supposed to prevent that from happening? Like, yeah. why am I sober if I'm tripping when I'm not? So this was, it was nonsense, but. Yeah, after we performed in a wagon to cars, I just wanted to walk over to that fried dough stand and just order three of them and house them on the drive over to the comedy oh, my, Bro, I'm saying that's the time where you just go straight to the ice cream. I'm telling yeah. you, a night like last night, I would have came back home with a pint of Ben and Jerry's uh, tonight dough, which is the best Ben and Jerry's flavor. And for my money, the only flavor that's necessary worth eating. I heard what people say, listen, half-baked, I'm a half-baked lover as much as anybody. Yeah, that's but probably my top. And yeah, half-baked used to be the top. And then it's like, it's like all the other flavors. And then Jimmy, and Jerry's, then, uh, then half-baked. And Jay then Leno tonight stole dough. the Tonight Show from Conan O'Brien, took it back, and then retired again, and Jimmy Fallon replaced him and then came out with the best Ben & Jerry's flavor. <laughs> yeah. How did Conan really got the short end of that whole stick, didn't he? Yeah, he got fucked over. Yeah, they, they're like, you got it. And then they're like, Jay's like, no, I got it back. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're not giving it to you anymore. We're going to give it to Jimmy Fallon once Jay's Yeah, done. no takesies backsies, Jay Leto. Yeah, just... Man, is there like a word for that? Isn't there like a like a is that like he he reneged or an Indian giver? Uh, uh, <laughs> I personally don't listen. I'm not comfortable saying any of those. Any of those terms. I don't like that term renege. I don't know. I just it's I get the meaning, but it's like when somebody uses the word niggardly, you know, and they're like, it's a word in the dictionary, and you're like, bruh, you don't even know what it means. Like <laughs> you, you just use that word purely so you can try to have this argument like yeah what does that word mean exactly <laughs> that's the whole point i don't know no one knows what it means listen i i bet you it probably means something racist i can't imagine it meaning like meaning anything good let me young jamie look it up 
a in a stingy or meager manner. That is the mm. definition. So they're trying to. What are they trying to say? I, you notice niggardly and renege have the same connotations of meaning. Is that with an AR though? What is that with an AR? Niggardly, yeah. I'm not even gonna say it because someone's gonna edit the dirtly off of it. <laughs> I guess it is from Scandinavian origin, and it does. It is spelled N-I-G-A-R-D. So, oh, there's only one G. Well, in niggardly, there's two, but okay. in niggard is the word that it comes from, and it only has one G. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't advise using it, all I'm saying. Just stay stingy, bro. Just yeah. why are you saying that word, you know? I feel like... Don't be stingy. Don't be grimy. Yeah, no takesies, backsies. Much no. better than saying renege, you know, be official here. I was... Bro, here's the worst part. Like, some people... The other day I was talking to this girl and I I don't I don't know if her brain collapsed in this moment, um, but she was trying to be PC and instead of saying like people of color, she just said colored. And I was like, no, 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 this that's not the term. Like there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of wrongdoing here in yeah, these. The more woke you try to be, eventually you just come back around to, to racist again. Yeah, you can't be. That's the thing. If you're trying to be woke, you're yeah. probably going to end up being racist. Like I don't just... like people of color because then we're just lumping every race Exa- together. Like I'm not a fan of people of yeah. color either. I personally just call me a black dude and I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, just yeah, is black can say cool? Black. Can we say black? black? Is, you can say black. Black is okay. cool. Unless you're saying black. And you then can I'm say like, it. Oh. Don't whisper it. Yeah, don't don't say the blacks. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah. You can say a black guy or a black person, but don't say the blacks. That's yeah, yeah that's it. Black guy. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you whispering, dog? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I feel like anything you whisper, uh, anything you whisper around other people sounds bad, though. Like if you're like in a group full of people and you're like. Like clearly you're yeah. talking some shit. Like you're only whispering if you're saying something bad. So yeah, something you shouldn't be saying. Something exactly. Like talking about someone you shouldn't be talking about. You're talking some shit. Yeah. Don't whisper. So whispers are little sneaks. What the hell were we even talking about? <laughs> we performed in a wagon. That's that happened. The wagon performance. Uh, I bombed at the comedy scene. You bombed at the comedy scene. Listen, I got it on tape. Bro, yeah, you, all right, but in my defense, tape looks good. The tape, I, I think I look great on tape. I'm not going to lie. I look great on tape. Um, In that 4K. Yeah, but the problem is that's a tough room, right? Yeah. You're hosting. I knew there was going to be a problem when they came up to the door guy and told him that people were complaining about the two hip-hop songs in a row that had played on the random top 50 radio station. <laughs> it was like 20 country songs played, two hip-hop songs came, and there was already a complaint. Yeah, they were like, you, oh, like two pop smoke songs came on in a row. Like it just, they got a little it, tense in there. It was a problem. And then you have a young black man introducing another young black man to host the show yeah. for, I don't think there was a person under 40 in that audience. Is that a fair assessment? I yeah, that was my first, uh, my first thought when I looked around the room, I was like, if you went on stage, it was like, make some noise. If you're under 40 right now, you might've got one woo maybe one of the women in the crowd was like 37 or something yeah there were some women that were in their mid to mid to high 30s at lowest yeah 
And yeah, and then you just have a young black man going around talking about Africa and holding his dick, and people were just like, "What?" And uh, resegregating. <laughs> and listen, that joke is. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's on its it way. Is, honestly, I think the joke has that joke has a lot of potential. I think yeah. it's real. But see, that's the messed up part about comedy, though, right? Because you do that joke in that room, and it's just like. And then, like, on Friday night, you do that joke in front of an audience, and the host is like, I wish I would have thought of that joke. Yeah. And so it's just like... Yeah, white is dude it, is like, I wish I had that segregation joke. <laughs> yeah, bold strategy. But I took it as a compliment. Like, that's a good joke. Yeah. So so the idea is, 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 is it the joke or is it the audience? A combination of both. Honestly, I also don't think I was as sharp as I think I did. I think I tried to cut down too much time because I thought I had 15 minutes and then they were like 10 and then I tried to cut down too much stuff. So I think like looking back, I think I rushed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not that I think it would have made a difference, but, but also when it's like silence like that, (laughs) you're kind of like pushing through, you know? Yeah. Cause that room going up in that room cold, like that, all right. That room sucks when it's completely packed. Yeah. When there's like 150 people in there, like that is still a tough ass room because it's then, a it's a conference room. The stage is pretty high. You're gonna walk up like what, like four steps? Yeah. To get up there, and then the ceilings. What has got like 30 foot ceilings? Like your ceilings fucking, are high. It's got there's, like stadium ceilings. There's an industrial ventilation system running on full blast the whole time. <laughs> there was yeah. a table. That was like trying to get moved. Like I think it was during your set because like the fan was just blowing on them. So the two door guys like ran, like scrambled and like set up some tables for them in the back, and then they never moved. And then because you don't want to sit back there because the room is so big and open, you feel like you're in a whole different place. It's like you're in a big conference room, like for a TED talk. Now there's 30 people like completely spread all the way out. Yeah, and then near each other. And then you had the, the 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 people that complained that they the, the feature was doing too much time. <laughs> They're just like, we thought the feature was gonna be on for like five minutes, and he's doing twenty minutes, and that's yeah. way too much time for us. What are you guys gonna do about it? There was, and then there was the woman that complained, and they had to leave with the bartender lady, and they made uh, the door guy watch the bar. Did you see that part? No. Yeah, there was a lot of Karen activity happening in that room that night. It was a very but yeah, all that aside, I mean, I'm just trying to make excuses for the set. It is what it is. Yeah. But I got but some solid like, advice from like a veteran comment, so it was worth it. Like, that's how quickly like uh, humans just adjust. They're like, all right, this is the new normal. I'm allowed to complain again. I want my way. <laughs> yeah. So this is the baseline. I will just change my complaints. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like yeah, I, I haven't left my I did. Well, I did leave my house for four months. Now we're back out again. We could go out to comedy shows and restaurants. And I want my way. I want things done this way. Yeah. Well, just because times have changed doesn't mean the people yeah. have, you know, they're just like, no, I, I love complaining. That's what I come out to do. I, I wore the mask what... inside until I was seated. Now, please uh, change the music, <laughs> adjust <laughs> the temperature and get this guy off stage right now. <laughs> I don't care about your lineup fuck them off i'm only here for one thing that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's i'm here to drink bud lights 
and watch Tony V on stage. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Even Tony V was having, even he was struggling at first with that room. Like he called yeah. him out a couple of times when he was going on. Like, obviously they're here yeah. to see him. There's crowd and he's a pro. Tony so, V's a fucking pro handler. Yeah. He, he handled it. But even like, even when he first got on stage, they were rough to the point where he even said something. And it's like, yeah. And, he, and I walked off the stage. He's just chuckling. He's like, you were working tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, He's like, but you stayed with it and you started getting them towards the end. And I was like, all right, that's, you know, I think when the room is tense and awkward, you got to bring it up. You're going to be like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Everybody. Okay. We good. (laughs) Well, I think that's also a rhythm thing, you know, like when you're, you, you on stage all the time and you're at that comfort level where you can do that, um, where you're like thinking of that, or sometimes, I don't know. I think I was too involved in trying to get that tape out that I didn't think of things like that. Yeah. You were trying to get a tape. I was uh, trying to get that tape. And... When's the last time you did a show? Like, was it last Besides week? Besides yesterday, like an actual show? Yeah. It was um, the Ryan Long host, show. Hosting for Ryan Long, so like two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to get in like a rhythm when you're only doing a show every two weeks. Like, yeah, that's that's tricky. And I mean, you've been doing a lot, quite a bit during this, right? But I was up until, yeah. yeah, last week. Yeah. Because how many uh, shows did you do at the, the, the garden over the, like, the summer from like the time it's been quarantine uh, i don't know i can look through my phone and figure it out but like so it would be like one to three shows a weekend yeah which is pretty good but, but for a pandemic sh- yeah but then not you're bad. still not doing shows like the rest of the week you know you're still not doing no. any sets in the meantime so it's like it's like a for example like if you do if you do three shows in one night or like two or three shows in one night that one night you're gonna be really good right but like overall I think you're going to be like, it's a lot better if you were able to do like one show six nights a week than being able to do, than being able to do like three shows in a night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be- or even if you, let's say you did like three shows in two nights, it's just like the consistency yeah. of going up every day and having that mental like When training. I'm only doing three shows on a Saturday night, the first two suck. The third show I'm on, I'm locked in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that third show swag, you know, yeah. you're just like, fuck it, we out here. It also helps when it's like the same setting for the same show and you're like, okay, let me run back the set and you can kind of listen back, see what happened. And kind of oh, yeah, we, when you can make adjustments like the same night, it's the fucking best. That's why like New York City, everyone wants to move there because you can you sometimes you can do like five or six sets a night. Well, everyone wanted to move there. I don't know if people want to move there now. Like it's a yeah, that's not the move now. Is is Tim Dillon from New York? Is he a New York guy? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's from Long Island. He started in New York City. Yeah, because he was talking about doing like four or five shows a night on the podcast today when you're listening to it, and I was like, that makes sense because New York's like the only place where you can conceivably do yeah. four or five shows a night. Like, yeah, if you're in at the Comedy Cellar, you can do two sets at the Cellar, two sets at the Fat Black, and two sets at Village Underground. They have three clubs in the same building really yeah so you can do you can do two sets on each show the fat black huh that's my favorite part um the fat black pussycat is that what it's called yeah that's a that's a name that could be taken out of context very easily it's a you great know? name like, <laughs> if we just if we just like clipped you saying the fat black pussycat at the right time like yeah. you're canceled bro that's a wrap like, people call <laughs> it the fat black also yeah also canceled <laughs> <laughs> done i didn't i didn't know no that. one calls what? it the black pussy as far as i know what about if anyone so no one calls it the fat black pussy no cat 
You gotta say cat, yeah. Yeah, you gotta throw out the cat. Not yo, I was at the fat. I was in that fat belly pussy last night. It was <laughs> just did not go well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was like my comedy. Yeah, it was like the scene did not go well. It happens though. It it does. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it is right now. That's what comedy. Who knows what it's gonna be like the rest of the winter? Yeah, but uh, I mean, we're locked in. We're focused. We're what's today? The twenty fifth. Yeah, today's the 25th. I'm pretty much floating now, bro. We're 25 days in, monk mode, full effect. Yeah, 25 days in. What's been the hardest? What's been the biggest struggle 25 days in for you? Uh, probably the sugar. I did relapse <sighs> again today. I'm not you, doing great with the sugar. You did what today? I relapsed. People, if we go on a five hour hike and someone hands me a granola bar, best believe I'm putting in a granola bar in my mouth. Yeah, this that is what it is. That's not a real relapse. When I mean sugar, I mean like. If we're doing like, if I'm thinking like candy or I'm thinking like soda drinks or ice cream. Yeah. Like, I'm like, not eating two seven ounce bags of sour gummy worms like I was like two months ago. Yeah, I'm not eating a pint of ice cream. Like I will be okay eating a granola bar after we just hiked like a mountain all the way to the top where there's yeah. snow still. Like, yeah. because also when you burn that off, like right away when you're coming down, you probably... Mm probably evaporated the moment you put it in your stomach because you're already at a deficit because you don't eat breakfast and you There's like some good addict talk like if one beer i'm, I'm not gonna like I can drive <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i i'm definitely i can definitely talk myself into it but yeah. i don't i, don't, I, I think, think that's fine. sugar was low on like our priorities for this month it was mainly uh don't bust a nut uh that was the biggest one i think i think for me well because you for me it was definitely weed i think that's Oh yeah, you still smoke weed. That's right. I I would like to like take a little bit of acid and go on a hike this month too. Like October yeah. is a great drug month. It, man, I was looking at the moss and the fauna on the hike, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, some acid or some mushrooms would have been great on this hike. Isn't the flora the plant life? And that's probably what you're probably right. I yeah. don't even know what fauna is. If I think honest. those are the animals in the woods. Is that what it is? I think flora and fauna is plants and animals. Plants and animals? All right. Well, young Jamie, look it up. I'm going to be young Jamie today. Flora sounds like a florist. I I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. Flora, yeah. yeah. Plants of a particular region or habitat. Yeah, yeah. So we had the the New Hampshire flora, the White Mountain flora. And the fauna, the animals of a particular region or habitat. (laughs) Fucking, you're like a scientist, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're got like all smart. <laughs> young botany, bro. That's your rap name. <laughs> young botany. Young botany. I'm with the plants. Lil Flip used to be with the botany boys. Yeah, I wonder but why they called themselves that. I think they were from like Botany Ave or something. Oh, I thought it was because like a weed reference. Like they it could also be it. that. Like, yeah, you know, one of the two. <laughs> People always make up like I thought. Like, uh, what's his face? Betty Wap made up that whole thing. Like that seventeen thirty eight. No, that's uh, the Remy boys. They drink Remy Martin. Martin, like, yeah, seventeen thirty eight is the year or whatever that Remy. Because I was I heard Ti talk about it in a song, "Popping Bottles." He's talking about the seventeen thirty eight, and yeah. apparently it's it's a classy drinker. Makes you look like a champagne. So you're balling <laughs> if you're popping that seventeen thirty eight. Which we can't do right now. No pop in 1738 for us. I saw some meme with Kylie Jenner like was drunk and singing like I just could drink a whole uh, cup of 42. 
So then I was like, all right, now I got to know what this is. It's like 1942 tequila. I figure who makes it. But there's all if if your liquor has numbers in it, it's fancy. It's classy, yeah. yeah. So if we ever make a liquor, um, let's make, it, up I think, a, make up a year. <laughs> yeah, we have that 2020. So it's a version of Don Julio, 1942. Don Julio yeah, yeah. So Don Julio, 1942, and Yeho. Um, it's supposed to be like. How much is a bottle of that? I mean, if I'm buying a lot, I can buy it for Bonnie Bray liquor for a cool one. 29 for yeah. a 750. Yeah, that's, um, no, that's no $30 Espelone. No, it's not the Espelone. Yeah, you could definitely, if I'm looking for a, a, a handle of it, I could get it for a cool three billies. It's not bad. No, it's not the worst. How Go much up is to New Hampshire, no tax. <laughs> yeah, it's clean. 1738 is also a tequila. So let's Austin see. was joking about having a carton of cigarettes on today. If he pulled out a full carton of cigarettes, I'd probably I'd be like, dude, just give me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Would you have smoked it? Just, yeah, I'd be like, just give it to me right now. Are I, you still I, smoking I cigarettes? Know. No, I'm three months off cigarettes. Are, are you three months from off of the, the little vape pen too? The little, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, I was on the Jewel. And the then Jewel, I was on yeah. The, the Bootleg Jewels. The bootleg jewel. Yeah, all like the pods you can get around here now are less than. They were at the gas stations. They were less than five percent. And when I was vaping last, the uh, the vape stores and like tobacco stores weren't allowed to be open. But uh, Paul and I went to buy a cigar at the smoke shop down the street, which turns out doesn't sell cigars. They only sell bongs and cigarettes. <laughs> But, That's crazy. Uh, they still have jewel pods in their five percent jewel pods, so they're either uh, fake from China, or they're selling them illegally. I think. But uh, was it tempting? Did you like go over? Did you did you go up in there and be like, "Ooh"? I'm... No, I almost bought a pack of uh, of hemp CBD cigarettes. Hemp CBD? What does that do? Is that just there, like no? There's like no. Um, no tobacco or like no nicotine in them. I was like, I kind of want to get, I, want, I was like, I want to see what these CBD cigarettes about. And Paul's like, that's not a good idea. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to smoke one be like, this sucks. You know what <laughs> rules? A Marlboro Red. <laughs> Let me go get one of those. Instead. Yeah, right. That's how it always starts. It's that free lapse talk. Yeah. I also I, think I smoked up? a hemp joint last year and I was like, I should just smoke a regular joint. What am I doing right now? Yeah, that's the doing anything to substitute that's like similar but not the real thing yeah. is a path of destruction. Like you gotta stop, like you gotta stop like cold turkey, I think is like the best way to do it. Or yeah, I'm like, not gonna drink uh, a non-alcoholic beer. Like yeah. I heard the Heineken is good, it tastes like regular beer, but just start chugging O'Doul's. Yeah, no thanks. I know. I know somebody who drinks O'Doul's. Yeah. I'm like, what's the point of drinking O'Doul's? I guess if you really like the taste of beer that much, but do people really like the taste of beer that much? I don't know. And it's like, if you're trying to fit in at a party, like everyone's looking at you like, yo, we don't, you're drinking fake beer. Just drink anything else. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, you're already fucking drinking O'Doul's. So no one's not going to think you're cool. Like, yeah. It's right. not going to. It's not gonna be like oh, 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 oh you fit in you're drinking O'Doul's, dude like that. i could smoke the cbd joint uh with a group of people and probably no one would know like that placebo effect might kick in with that that part is true but then if you were not high yeah. and then someone might ask for it and be like no i can't pass you this joint dog <laughs> I want to smoke Are a CBD you? joint with somebody now and see if they start acting high, like see if their eyes like start closing. <laughs> I 
it's a bunk ass joint. <laughs> what if they call you out for smoking bunk ass weed? Call you out for having the Huckabee? <laughs> ah, the CBD is like high quality shit now. Yeah, but it doesn't like get you high. It's like you're no. smoking Snickle Fritz. Like you're yeah. smoking the snakes. You're smoking the. That but it, it won't give you a headache because it's got that CBD. Yeah, but it won't <laughs> give you that high because it has no THC, which yeah. is defeating the purpose of smoking the WEED. But if someone passes you a joint and you're hitting it, you're like expecting to get high. You would probably just assume that you're high. I don't know. I, don't I guess know I've never. I wonder if it does it taste the same. I gotta, I gotta do the Pepsi challenge now and have someone like be like, uh, uh, we got a real joint, we got a fake joint. Can you tell the difference? <laughs> Placebo affects some people. Yeah. Yeah, that's fit. Yeah, do do a blind test, triple blind. Yeah. I will. I will definitely say, porn has been like a struggle, but the hardest part has been not being able to. But like, I wasn't having a problem with porn before when I was busting nuts, but now that I'm not busting a nut, the porn struggle has become a little bit more real this month. Right. Because I stopped watching porn like a month ago, no problem. Yeah. But like not busting nuts and not watching porn. That's so that, yeah, that so that sexual anxiety is there. So you got to figure out where that's coming from, like what yeah, that's about. My balls a lot. Really <laughs> <laughs> it's coming heavy in the balls, bro. That's that's really that's really where it's coming from. Yeah. Like these things are heavy, bro. They're loaded. They're backed up. <laughs> it does get intense after a while. Like uh, last week, we were at Tavern in the Square. I was just watching a girl play with her hair, and that was totally doing it for me. <laughs> Jizzed in my pants. Yeah, I don't like know little... like what she looked like. She was like, I could like all I could see was just the blonde hair and her like hand going through it. And I was like, yes, I'm in love with this girl right now. <laughs> are there like are there actual health consequences to not busting nuts in a while? Like, is it like is like blue balls are getting backed up like a real thing? No, because well, here's the thing, right? Like your balls, your testicles produce semen, right? You're yeah. not, like men aren't like women, like women are born with all the eggs they're going to ever have. Right. Mm. And then when you run out, it's like, that's it. <laughs> Menopause. But like men, your, your, your semen refills. So is yeah, it the like, juice doesn't go bad. It doesn't. <laughs> but does it like, are you just continuously making more? Or does it be like, okay, we're all stored up for now. We're just going to hold this in here and what happens? Like, what's that process? Is it? Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I want to say it cycles through. It cycles through, but if it never comes out, where does it cycle through? I, do, I don't know. We need to figure this out. Yeah, semen retention. What? <laughs> Let me look this up real quick. Because I'm gonna really... fall. You're gonna fall into these superpower guys. Uh, yeah, semen. Towards. You know, I just. I'm st- okay, semen well, retention. I think that's one of the phrases of like the the. The freaky no fap guys. Is this the same thing as no fap? <laughs> That's the next thing. This is from Healthline. So <laughs> yeah. it sounds legit. I don't know. Would you name it Healthline if you're a no yeah, fap? Semen retention is the whole like saving your life force, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's Ooh. other names, you know, coitus reservatus. I like Semi- that one. Conservation, yeah. Sexual continence. That's my new death metal band, Coitus Reservatus. Yeah. It's also yeah. part of practices such as sens- sexual transmutation, bro. All right. What is that? I don't even know, but it's the same thing. Just holding the nut in, dude. Sexual transmutation. Okay. What are the purported benefits? More confidence and self-control. That has been true. Yeah. Less anxiety and depression. Yes. Uh, after after like a couple weeks. 
that's true. Increased motivation. I do have a motivation to do other things because I can't just sit around because that'll lead to me watching porn. So that's yeah. been real. Physical, greater vitality, bro. We're keeping that vitality in there. Dude, we hiked two whole ass mountains the last few weeks. Yeah. Let me see here. Um, I've been hitting that kettlebell six days a week. Are there any risks to consider? Here we go. Is this, what, what site is this, by the way? This is healthline.com. I don't know if that's a real thing. Yeah, who knows? There doesn't appear to be evidence that semen retention is risky to physical and emotional health. If you feel good about it, carry on. Um, or you can, so how is it done? You can abstain from sex or you can learn to have an orgasm without ejaculating. That doesn't sound healthy. If you hold it in, I don't think that's good. How do you know? But I, um, huh, I don't know. I, there's non-ejaculatory masturbation. Did you know about this? That's edging at, that, I don't think that's safe either. No, that's edging. So if that's yeah. edging, how do you have an orgasm without? That sounds I... like cheating. Like if you told me you did that, I'm like, you broke. That's cheating. <laughs> okay. You're like, no, I like squeeze the tip of my dick super hard and nothing came out. <laughs> so medical news today, semen retention. Is it healthy to hold semen? Let's, let's, um, let's see. Is it healthy to do this? There's not much scientific evidence against this. Um, I love this podcast now. This is what it's all about. <laughs> not jerking off. Hmm. So there are some, it says, although there are usually not many risks associated with not ejaculating, some complications can occasionally occur. Yeah. The following. Okay. So let's see here. Is there a risk <laughs> to your prostate? Well, there's epididymal hypertension. Um, you know this as blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> but that only happens if a person becomes sexually aroused, but not as ejaculate or orgasm. Yeah, so, so if, you, if you edge, you're going to have the blue balls. Yeah, so or even if you like, um, or even if you just like get like an erection. Yeah. Like not even like, yeah, you just get an, okay. So I've never see. had blue balls. I don't, I've never felt that pain. Blue balls is when you like have sex, but you don't bust. Yeah. Or like you do something like that, but you don't bust. That blue balls pain is real. Like I've never do... had that pain in my balls. I don't know. All right. Well, sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Okay. If a person regularly prevents themselves from ejaculating or reaching orgasm, they may develop ejaculation issues. Um, for example, a person may find themselves unable to ejaculate or orgasm when they want to or experience uh, or experience premature ejaculation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They I think may... if you edge too much, it like fucks up your sensitivity. Well, that's what I'm saying. But premature ejaculation, like when you go back into sex, like you always won't be able to, but like, you'll be able to just like, Oh, oh like too fast, like 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. But there's another thing. I do they that may... anyway. <laughs> so we're not changing anything we're not changing anything for me they may also develop retrograde ejaculation which causes semen to travel back into the bladder whoa that doesn't sound good yeah but otherwise that's if you hold it in from an orgasm like no if you're just not huh oh what happens if it goes into your bladder i don't know but you just pee it out maybe yeah <laughs> this is gross yeah, I don't know. Apparently, but that's yeah. Um, there's not really much research, but 
I don't know. It's been they a month say- and a half for me. I feel great. Uh, my balls don't hurt. No, I think as long as you don't do like edging or you don't like get massive erections and then not bust or like jerk yeah. off and like edge. Yeah. Like I think as long as you avoid that, there's not really any yeah. documented adverse um, effects. So I guess your balls are just going to keep making it and just holding it, bro. Just cycling out the fresh, just the fresh seed ready for whatever you're ready to. So man, so does that mean like, so let's say November 11th rolls around yeah, and some girl hits you up like, Jesse, let's hang out. What is Jesse going to say? That would be perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> if it was November 11th, um, if I was busy, I'd say no. If I had things to do. Uh, if I was free, yeah, I'd probably go for it. Now, am I going to jump immediately back into Tinder? I don't think that's a good idea. I like how motivated I am. I like how I'm not <laughs> wasting time swiping. I turned into a big swipe addict. That was bad. Mm, the swiping. You know what I have been doing a lot now since I did this? I've been making, I've been playing wordscapes on my phone extended hours. Like yeah. I, I've been putting in last week, my most used app was wordscapes. What is wordscapes? It's just an app that gives you words and it gives you like letters in a circle and you have to like yeah find all the crosswords such uh, it's like essentially uh, like a crossword it's, layout it's and a you just use, yeah it's like one of those so ever since i i haven't been swiping and doing that i have been going in heavy on the wordscape yes, like my still most something to do with your your hands on your phone yeah well because i look at my phone all day from work because we have a we have like a for my job anytime i take a call it gets routed through my computer to my cell phone yeah so i'm literally looking at my cell phone taking work calls all day um so i'm just always like looking at it and i just play this wordscapes game so like all my all my swiping and like tinder used to happen when i was just waiting for my phone to ring at work or something like Mm -hmm. that and so now without that i'm just still swiping it's just another form yeah so i don't know is is that a win did i did i win did i really change anything it's it's weird you're still addicted to your phone yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And I don't know. I think yeah. that's what it is. I think the problem is that I have to look at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, or else I can't do my job. Yeah. And that's, so what do you do with that? So you didn't cease, you cease one behavior, but uh, that's behavior replacement, which isn't terrible. It's not, but it's not like I did anything good. You know, like, I feel like I didn't gain anything from that. Like, I'm still yeah. using my phone just as much as I was before. I'm just doing yeah. other things on my phone now. But I guess um, I don't. Yeah, I guess it's not porn, so that's a win. It's not porn. You're not on some like sexual quest with Tinder. Yeah, I don't know. Tinder's just Tinder's just funny. It's like a game. Like just, yeah, like, I watched like a video playing. about uh like their evil like monetary practices, like how they they make billions of dollars. How does yeah. Tinder make money now that if you think about it? Because they don't advertise that much. Well, they do actually. Yeah. Now they started to kind well, of like. Uh, dudes outnumber women nine to one on right. the app oh because people pay for tinder i forgot yeah and then you can pay for ways to like game the system so if you're not one of the dudes gaming the system there's almost no chance that you're gonna get any matches like so if, means- uh, if you only use the free 100 swipes there's like under it's almost a zero percent chance that you're gonna get any matches so that explains why when i used free tinder 
like now I'm a little bit more impressed that it, I, I actually met people off of Tinder not paying for it. I was, I'm very impressed by that now. Yeah. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like that it is a system to be like, they, yeah, they set less that system women up on like there. That. I think they check it less often. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So now it's like, so here's the thing. And I guess moving forward, how is, so how is Jesse Burling game in 2021 and moving forward going to, what's your game plan? Like if you're like looking to settle down or something, where are you going to go to meet girls or like date? Uh, I don't know. I don't think Tinder's inherently evil. It's just my, no, I'm not saying Tinder like in general, but like uh, if this, if this thing is like, if clearly if we're not trying to get back into the swipe game, right. You're not trying right. to do that. Yeah. But like, you're not trying to go to bars because you, you don't drink. I don't know. I think I, I do need to focus on me for a while. Cause my ex and I broke up March 2nd and then I immediately got into Tinder after that. And like, I haven't had a break to myself, even though I wasn't able to go on a date for like three months. Mm, I see. I was still talking to girls or trying to talk to girls on Tinder or different apps, like every day, try to get something going, have like some sort of connection. This is the first month since my breakup where I've just like, been by myself or just been with my friends see i guess it's nice okay that's fair i guess we're very opposite in that sense right because i haven't been in like anything that i would consider a serious relationship since 2016 Mm -hmm. like so for me i've been very single that whole time it's been just me working on me for myself for the past three years since i've been here you know yeah And I think I'm starting to get to the time point where I feel very, I'm like, okay, um, I would be open to getting in a relationship, right? But I'm very conscious of who I spend my time with, Mm -hmm. like for extended periods of time. So I wouldn't just want to jump in a relationship with anybody. So like when I get on Tinder, it's like, I'm trying to hit a home run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to like hit some singles. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to just fight, hit a grand slam. The yeah. way I figured if there's like a, I don't know, like a one in a million chance or like a points, like 1% chance or whatever, then I guess it doesn't, as long as you're not like addicted to it, you know, like you're like, that's like your lifeblood kind of thing, mm. you know, but that could just be like the addict in me talking. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. I really well, don't. I am a sex addict. I need to work on that also start going back to meetings again like do that like real work on myself i shouldn't be in a relationship until i'm actually like doing some work and have some like real sobriety under my belt and uh, i put that off the whole quarantine up until yeah it's a quarantine (laughs) (laughs) no that makes sense though i went to a meeting the other night and there were only like two other people in there but uh one were they wearing masks we all wore masks nice. and uh, I can't talk too much about the meetings, but one guy is older and he's like, yeah, this quarantine doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> is that like, good or bad? I was like, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> what do you mean? What it like, was it like affected? It hadn't affected him. He's like old, he's retired. He's fucking, he's got nothing going on. Like, Is he an anti-masker? No, but like he like, he doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't do anything. So the quarantines had no effect on his life. I'm like, I'm out here like trying to do stand-up comedy, try to like meet new people, hang out with my friends, like fucking 
uh, go to the gym. I was like, <laughs> like right. a lot has been taken away from my life. No, I feel that. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I think also like another thing, I think the, the frustrating thing for me is like the biggest thing is like, I'm a like real life person, you know, I'm not like one of the people that like lives on the internet, you know, like that they, that all their communication is online. They're just yeah. like um, groups and message boards and always on social media, posting stuff and commenting, like, cause there's people that like, they, they think they know you because they've commented on your social media post or like they, 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 they know you from social media. So they think they know you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's people that like live that. And I definitely say, I'm not one of those people, like even beforehand, even like Instagram, I never was like a person that like had to check my Instagram all the time. Like even Facebook, I never really posted that thing all the time. Never really posted any of it. Um, even Twitter, I never really tweeted anything. Sometimes like if there was like a sports game, something going on or anything like that, I would look at Twitter for like 10, 15, I'd like try to find out what was going on with that. And so that was never really the thing. So it's like now trying to find a way to be more present in like real life is is become a lot trickier and i think that's the disappointing thing um because all the things that you're trying to do are now like you can't really meet people and make those relationships in like public like you used to be able to mm. and that's that's like i'm trying to figure out how you recreate that yeah and that's been a yeah because it's the it seems like, like there's a lot of people like on dating apps that are willing to go out well yeah on a dating app but if you're not on a dating app like you can't just go up to a group of people at a bar it's like yo this is our six you can't you can't social distance with that you know so that's a that's a whole different thing so i don't know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting yeah meeting people on the wild is uh pretty difficult we did run into a couple girls on the trail today i guess we could have like chatted them up (laughs) yeah because that's when girls want to be chatted up as they're hiking down a forest and you're just a couple of strangers like oh you're out here in the wild i mean (laughs) we were being friendly like they were like asking for help yeah you were being friendly because you they asked you something and you were like cool and you kept it moving you were like oh you want me to carry you You know what i'm saying like i feel like that would have been like like i don't know i'm very weary of that thing like i'm i guess maybe it's just like my not not like my experience but my my fear of always being like especially in that situation like i just always have like this fear of like what could possibly like anything could go in that situation yeah like you're in the middle of a a mountain you're hiking down a mountain like yeah if we weren't with a with a woman it probably would have been uh a a quicker interaction (laughs) right like if it was exactly if it was just me and you like two dudes in the middle of the forest and these two girls are going down like that's not an interaction that lots of people are trying to continue like that's That's not all right so the hike is not the place to meet women no, I don't. Th- I don't know. I just yeah. Maybe the <laughs> parking lot of the hike. <laughs> the, the parking lot of the hike. Maybe yeah. that's where. So if you want to just post up, we never hike. We just post up in the lot. I don't know. Hiking's not even a good date, right? Like, not a real hike. I wouldn't not, take like a first date on the hike we went on today or last no. week. No, that but even horrible. a nice like walk into the woods. It's like, hey, this is our first date. And you're just gonna we're gonna go into the woods alone. That Not in the no, like it would be like a walk around a park or somewhere open yeah. like that, like yeah. Elm Park. Like that's that we've I've done that before. Yeah, and there's like a lot of people there, but you can still like walk and find like your own space or whatever. So that's right. like a thing. Yeah, but like to take a girl into the forest on a first date. <laughs> Yeah. The one thing that cracked me up about social about dating sites is like girls will be like, oh, I'm looking for adventure. 
are you really though like what what do you mean by adventure yeah like, you want to go to six flags <laughs> yeah like would, would you want me to take you to riding go-karts like what are yeah. we doing here for adventure wise because or do you want to go up to the top of this mountain alone <laughs> alo- exactly like what kind of hours what kind of adventures are you talking about it's like yeah. no you, you just you want to meet for a cup of coffee first or like do one you want me thing. to take your cell phone and <laughs> Hey, we go out hop in city. my car. Let's drive four hours to the middle. Yeah, leave your cell phone at my house. We're going to go for a drive. A... <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got you. Adventure. <laughs> adventure. We're adventurous, right? Like it's, it's ridiculous. No one wants adventure. Girls just want to feel safe. And that's fair. Even if I take someone to your home for a first date, it's pretty that's sketchy. A... Yeah. Nowadays, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it just depends also like the, the kind of communication you had up until that point. Yeah. Like one thing I found that kind of that I've started doing more is like when I meet a girl, like before it used to be kind of straight text, but now like FaceTime or like a conversation, it's kind of, it's different, you know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it takes it past the level of um, just like talking through text and they can kind of see you and like here, put your voice to your face, but also see like what, I don't know. It's, it's like another level in it's like adds another element to communication, you know, like, yeah, make sure you're not getting catfish. Yeah, exactly. And also like communication is what, like 80, 90% nonverbal. So like you're able to see a lot of those nonverbal cues a little bit yeah. more, which I think helps a lot more. That's than the just, problem like, with the mask now too. Even if you're trying to holler at somebody in public, like, yeah, you got your mask on, you know, facial expressions or hey, what up, girl? You trying to get this? And I usually have a beanie, so it's just like, hey, what's up, girl? Yeah, I got, I got sunglasses, a beanie. <laughs> and a mask yeah, just like, can you, like, how do you, <laughs> yeah, how are you supposed to do that? Like, how does that not make you look super creepy? Like, not, not even like creepy, but just like hide everything. Like, you're just yeah. beanied up and just like, are you throwing the whole get up on right now? Yeah, dude. I'm just. And this is if I don't have my sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah, you cover up the eyebrows and there's like no no nonverbal communication. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yo, are you trying to get it or what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also feel like it's just frowned upon, like to, to go talk to people in public now, like different groups, right? Like you you come with your six and you're not supposed to co-mingle, isn't that what they say? Yeah. Like you you come with your people and you yeah. leave with your people. You're not six feet apart, social disc. Yeah, that's that's it. So that's that's the new name of the game. And I don't know. What I'm trying to say is I'll probably jump back on a social on like on, on a swipe app, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I think for me, as long as I can avoid la pornografia, mm-hmm. I think I'll be good. I think that's the biggest struggle for me and yeah, recognizing that. Just because it's time. I think know? I should set uh, a time to just be by myself for a while and uh, use this podcast uh, to keep me accountable. So Good. Be by yourself, you know, and then yeah. I will bring over girls to your house and just be like, oh, hey, Jesse, you're by yourself. (laughs) And I will test you. (laughs) Bring over two girls at a time. Every time it was only going to be two. I will never bring one, just always two. And then one of them, and they're always going to be cute and single. That's going to be the only girls I bring over to your place, cute and single girls. And then throw no game. And then it'll it'll just be like every uh, double day or like teenage. (laughs) It'll be like my teens and twenties all over again. (laughs) <laughs> perfect you know yeah. we are you're going back in time 
That's uh, good. I don't know. I think I should set 90 days. Nine you're you're going 90 days. Yeah, 90 days by myself. Starting from when? Uh let's October 1st. Okay, so you're gonna go 90 day challenge. Yeah. For that. No, no dating. Nah, That's good. No sex. Yeah. 90 days, no dating or sex. I don't that know. Would be is, is that is that New Year's? That would be the rest of the December. year, November, De- October, November, December. That's three months, 90 days. All right, no sex, no sex till 2021. You're going no sex 20, till 2021? I think I should. I think hey, I that's to. listen, that is all you. Like, I yeah. I got your back. I'm here for the moral support. I'm not going to drag you into this. We did, we're doing 40. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did 40 days. I'm going to do the 40 days because I said that and I will hold to that. Yeah. I, I will say I even had to turn down some prospects in this 40 days and i was very proud of myself Mm. because i thought about it i I strongly considered but i was like what kind of person am i if i can't stay true to my word right so i said 40 days and i will do 40 days but as of november 11th i'm back on the market you know i'm I'm back i should have saved this announcement for our our 40-day podcast yeah (laughs) when we finish but i also haven't decided yet it's not it's not official not official (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. I just always the one thing I hate about saying I'm not gonna do anything is because then if I feel like I'm not open to opportunities that may come along in the time, right? Like like if I say like oh I'm not dating I'm not doing this and then I like meet like a super cool girl but I'm like oh but I got I can't date and then all of a sudden it's like a thing you know and I hate doing that to myself. So like for me. I guess I would have to be honest and be like hey I'm not having sex for ninety days. But I thought you said no dating as well. Yeah, I probably shouldn't date. Yeah, yeah, so so like you you just so what would you do? Like, would you even talk to her, or what would you do? Uh, I don't know. Usually, and no one's ever thrown themselves at me. <laughs> I like, mean, don't so say never say never. That's never been a problem. I don't know. I don't know. I'll set the ninety days, and if some girl starts throwing it at me, we'll see what happens. But uh, okay, I, I doubt that's gonna happen. I do have, uh, I just don't look approachable most of the time. So you do have an angry, fa- you have a resting bitch. Face, I have resting, <laughs> I have resting bitch face, resting douchebag re- face, resting dick face. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, resting dick face is a, that's a good one, right? Some RDF, dude, resting dick <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, you know, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking that people always find it necessary. Like, I feel like I have a very approachable face. People approach me to tell me random things. I, yeah. I don't even know why. Like, I will just be sitting there minding my own hot damn business. And people will be like, of all the people that look around him, I can go talk to him. And for no reason, people will approach me. I find it very, it's always been like that. And I don't know yeah. why. I think I have a very, appro- I have the opposite of resting dick face. I have like. Yeah, there's people like you and like other friends I have where like people just approach them. And then I try to like jump in the conversation and they're like, whoa, I did not approach you. <laughs> hey, this is between right. me and the approachable guy. <laughs> Hey, resting dick face, get back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I've always wondered that. I, I don't know why. Do I? I don't feel like I smile like a lot. I'm not like an open smiler. Like I'm not just hanging out like cheese and like, ha-ha. You're not like scowling like I am. <laughs> you're, you're not sitting and brooding. You're, like, oh. <laughs> you're always giving looks of disapproval. Like, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> I do think... I think I laugh a lot in public. Like in, anytime I'm in conversation, I find it I laugh a lot. That's, maybe that's what it is. It, it invites I, people over. They're like, oh, "This sounds like there's fun going on over here. I'm gonna join in." 
Yeah, it's a real thing, man. Because like, uh, so like when I was a uh, like uh, back in my back in the days when I used to go out to bars and stuff, which I really don't do anymore. But me and my friend used to go out in bars, and we had this theory. Like, we used to first for a while we used to go out and like chase girls and try to spit at every girl and like, and I'm like every dude at the bar is doing that, right? And it never really went well. So we had this idea that like instead of doing that, we're just gonna find a space in the bar and just have a good time we're gonna drink we're gonna dance we're gonna laugh joke i'll just start team and just have fun and we found that just by doing that then girls would come to us like it was like by some sort of power of osmosis or whatever like we would just attract maybe it was like somebody we hadn't seen in a while would come over and talk to us or friends or someone whatever it just always seemed to work out better that way so it was a lot different. Yeah, I find that too. Your crew starts having a dance party, like people will join in with with your crew's dance party. Yeah, like your crew is over here laughing and joking and having fun and wild yeah. and out. Like people want to be a part of that. It's like that energy attracts. Like yeah. so, yeah. So that became the game. If you're going out trying to chase them, then lame. If you're going out having a good time and just bringing that energy, like the rest does itself. And I think that's kind of how I've always looked at it in terms of anything. And, and I'm starting to kind of get more into that is like, don't go chase things, but like set the energy that attracts those things and those things come to you. I think that's kind of what, that, that's kind of how it just works better for most things. Mm. I don't know. I don't know whatever power you believe in, in the universe, but I think that's a thing. I think it's very- so for 90 days, I'm not going to chase anything. I'm just going to have fun by myself. <laughs> just sitting in the corner uh, uh, no, have fun uh, with the squad with the crew right Loving work the crew. on myself focus on myself if i'm working on myself for 90 days and like doing a lot better i think after the 90 days uh i'll be more attractive maybe you see no not maybe you will be there's a saying yeah. you have never you've you you've never you always lose money chasing hoes yeah. but you will never lose hoes chasing money right or chasing so but like here's the thing it doesn't have to be money because i think money's like a cheap thing to chase right but like if you change that to like like kind of just change it's like something productive right like mm. you you'll always like if you're chasing something you're going to lose out on the time and the money it takes to chase that activity yeah but if you're working on yourself and making yourself better then you're never going to lose out on that because yeah, so by doing that swiping and swiping and chatting and like porno it's just losing time and energy that's fair. See, when you put it like that, then I'm like, ah, you're right. See, that's the thing. You got to change yeah. the perspective of what you're looking at right. when you, if you, I guess if you, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Lonely so mans are on a new level. This is what happens when you become a monk, you know, like <laughs> Monktober. Well, told you we're going to be out here floating, thinking of spiritual shit by the end of this, bro. We're going to be fucking monks. That's, that's what oh, the whole point of this was. <laughs> my monk hood up. Shalom, Monk-tober. my brother. Monktober. <laughs> we're in it. Hood it up. Yeah. Um, we're going right. to be Orders of the Black Hood. <laughs> that's what we should do. Only rock Black Hood. Makata Muleni, baby. <laughs> Can we please put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Can we put Makata Muleni on a t-shirt? <laughs> of course. We should. And then never tell anybody what it means. Yeah. I don't know how to spell it anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know uh, what this means. I'll spell it out. And no one will ever know because it's a language that like, I don't even think 
I don't think anyone. There's probably like 12 people in the United States that know this language. Anyone who so. does know is gonna be like, ah. <laughs> One person is gonna be like, hey. Yeah, really it's gonna be some idea. random African that's gonna be dying at the white boy wearing a Makata Munene shirt. <laughs> that would be. So yes. there's our there's our new line of merch. Dude, I don't even think I don't even think Google has a um, a translator for that. What is it, Lingala? Yeah, do they? I don't think I ever heard of that language until you mentioned it. Yeah, let me see if Google has a Lingala to English translator. How many languages are in the Congo? Um, so the main language is in the Congo. There's a lot. Um, so the main language to um, is French is the national language. Yeah. And then, um, so like my parents, for example, they speak. Yeah, Google doesn't even have Lingala translated, bro. They're not about <laughs> it. Yeah, so um, so essentially, um, my parents um, um, speak like a. There's a lot of languages, like dialects, that are in the in in the country. So my parents, like my my like my the tribe my dad is from, um, they speak a, it's like a Kikongo. They speak another language there. And then the, like the, 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 where my mom comes through my Luba, they speak a language called Chiluba. Mm-hmm. So my mom speaks Chiluba. Uh, my dad speaks Kikonga. They both speak French. They both speak Lingala. And then Swahili is a very popular language. So they both be, speak Swahili. Um, so yeah, then they speak like a couple my mom speaks like Flemish. Yeah. Yeah. She speaks like Flemish and like Dutch or something like that. Random. Cause she grew up at a boarding school in France. Yeah. So like, yeah, after my grandfather went to jail, she went to boarding school in France. So there's a lot of history there, I found out. My grandfather, on my mom's side, was uh, actually arrested. Um, Patrice Lumumba was the first elected prime minister of the Congo. Mm. And he was um, he was actually assassinated by the CIA before they put in Mobutu into power, which was like a dictator that they kind of controlled. But my great grandfather was actually like really high up in Patrice Lumumba's like party. He was one of like the guys in there. And that's why they wanted to kill him. They were supposed to murder him, but the guy, the soldier that caught my grandfather told him that he didn't want to kill him. So if he ran and never came back, he wouldn't kill him. So he took off running and then they ended up catching him and they put him on trial. They're trying to sentence him to death. And he spent like 10 years in jail and all sorts of stuff. And then my mom, I think, only saw my grandfather like one time after that. Yeah. So anyways, that's a little history on my family that I found out earlier this year. So all that to say, there's a lot of languages in Africa, a lot of dialects, and my parents speak like five of them each. How do you say goodbye, lonely fans? (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Lonely fans. Goodbye, lonely fans. (laughs) No. Um, Boney is, but like a lot of the things just translate to French. Yeah. So it's just, it'd be like a French goodbye is mostly, um, like, oh, just other stuff, you know, whatever. Uh, has it been an hour? uh, Yeah. You want to wrap up with anything? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I think the one thing, my one takeaway so far from this has been, I spent a lot of time thinking about this whole concept of like living in fear and living in doubt. And so the only takeaway is like, 
don't let fear and doubt control your lives. And anytime you think you can't do something, slap yourself twice and, and, and set change. some goals and go for them. Yeah. And just change that way of thinking. I think before you do anything physically, you got to change the way you're thinking. And I think that's been the most important part of this yeah. is it's really helped me change my way of thinking. Because one thing I have been doing a lot is journaling and, and I write like these journal entries, but it's funny because I don't even have a clue where they come from. I just wake up and write and it's like, what am I, I don't even know what I'm writing about. I'd never come up with like a thought. It just like pours out of me onto the paper and, and yeah, it just what I do for comes out. 15 minutes on a flow state. I can't stop typing for more than seven seconds. So I just let all my thoughts out for 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't even do that. I, I, I mean, I guess that's intense. I just, I write in cursive by hand cause I like writing by hand. I don't know. And I just, it writes and, and I try to, I don't even know what it's about, but if you read them, I think they make some sense and I think they would, they, they would coalesce into an idea. And I think that's just, and I think it's been very important to kind of change my mindset. So if anything, yeah. I feel like this time has been very important to changing that mindset and changing my perspective on some things. Yeah. And that's important. And a good man. way so, to change your thinking, your mindset, you got to change some of your behaviors too. Yeah. Not only your behaviors, but like also what you intake. I think the biggest, most important thing that that's, that's happened is the no social media, mm-hmm. like, because of all the things that we talk about, the, the no social media is like, it's a very big aspect because social media, a lot of people use like social media or what people tell them to define who they are. Like you can't define yourself unless you define who, what someone else is, right? In order to have self, you need to have an other. Yeah. So to distinguish self from other. So, so a lot you, of- If you put people above you, you're going to feel below. No, well, not even that, but a lot of people take- what other people to define them. You know, this person said I'm that, this app said I was rated this. I have this many followers. I put out this, it got this many views. My parents said this, my teacher said that, this coach did that, this girl told me this, this person at work said this, my boss said this. So you're getting all these outside influences and then people use that to define themselves. It's based off of just, I heard this, I think this, I got this. And then they use that to define themselves. And I think that to really truly define yourself, you have to get away from that. And the, the least outside influences that you're getting, the least outside voices that you're hearing, then you're able to hear the little voice inside your head that's been drowned out for so long because you're so busy listening to other people. And I think that's been important to the biggest thing has been like keeping me off of that has been important. So I think that's been I think that's that's something that people should consider doing. Listen to that voice and figuring out who you are for yourself and not letting all the outside factors and stuff decide that for you. I think that's big. And that's been like a big part of this Monktober is, is that aspect of it. And I think it's helped a lot. Don't listen to outside voices, except Ben Basanga and Jesse Burlingame on the lonely man's podcast. That is it. Subscribe and tell your friends and your mothers too. Hell yeah, dog. It's been real. All right. Peace. Peace.